Welcome to Bakersfield First Assembly of God's podcast. We are so excited that you joined us today. Our lead pastor, Pastor James Lair, is fired up and ready to preach. I hope you enjoy this sermon. Galatians, boy, lesson 25 is what I have. It may be longer than that, but we've been here a while. But uh, we're standing firm in our freedom. That's what Galatians is all about. Last week we talked about the fruit of the Spirit and the spirit of patience. Patience is the powerful capacity of selfless love to bear with difficult people and difficult circumstances. So patience is for people and problems. God exercises patience with us, and so he challenges us to exercise it with others. And his, through his patience, we are to endure the, in the face of suffering, and patience prepares us for the end times. We've been waiting the Lord. Some of you have been waiting all your life for the Lord's return. And pr- pray it'll come in your lifetime. But that teaches us to, to wait expectantly for the Lord. Tonight, the title is The Fruit of the Spirit of Kindness. Who would define kindness or being kind? Somebody tell me your definition. Don't, don't look at the notes later on. What do you think? What, how would you describe kindness? Help. Help? Okay, good. What else? Yes. Love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. Good. Someone else? Love your wife. Love your wife. Okay. That's a wise man right there. What? Okay. Help someone in the store when they're having a problem with groceries. Good. What else? How you speak to people, so not just what you do for them, but how you treat them, especially in, in your words. Well, how, what's another definition of kindness? Doing things that you would normally expect to get something out of. Doing things without expecting something out of it. That's good. An unconditional kindness. What, what are some other definitions of kindness? Yes. So, yes, treat each uh, golden rule, which is in the Bible, by the way. In, Jesus spoke the golden rule. Uh, treat others as you would want to be treated. What else is definition of kindness? Okay, that's pretty good. We, we covered a lot of bases, but the fruit of the spirit of kindness, this is something that should be exhibited in our life on a consistent basis. And so meanness is not a fruit of the spirit. Honoriness is not a fruit of the Spirit, but kindness is. And so how many of you know you don't always feel like being kind, especially if someone is first unkind to you? Kindness is not usually how we want to respond to, to meanness. And so there are, there are some people that think meanness is a fruit of the Spirit. It is not. We should not be jerks. There's no spirit of jerkitude uh, in the Bible. So we're going to unpack what kindness really means, where it comes from, and how we exhibited it. So we're reading our text again from three translations. First of all, the NIV. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. A lot of times the fruit of the Spirit are grouped in threes. So the first three, love, joy, peace, have to do with our relationship with the Lord. Patience and kindness have to do with our relationship with other people. Galatians 5.22 in the Amplified, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which his presence within accomplishes, is love, joy, or gladness, 
peace, patience, and the Amplified identifies or defines that as an even temper, forbearance, and then kindness. In the Message Bible, that same passage, but what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things and a sense of compassion in the heart. So that's how the Message Bible translates kindness. So number one, let's look at the meaning of the word kindness. Now some translate this word into gentleness or goodness, but it is actually more distinct than just that. And so we, one of the fruit of the Spirit is goodness, but it's a different word than is used for patience. And so the word kind, letter A, Christotos, I'm sorry, Christotos tests, literally means useful. Somebody said that in their definition of kindness. The, the simplest definition, meaning of kindness is the word useful. Letter B, it is to act towards someone in a useful, helpful, or beneficial manner. So kindness is not just being nice. Kindness has an action to it. And so there's, there's a way that we treat people, how we act toward them, Letter, and, and in a helpful way. How many know you can be nice and completely unhelpful? Somebody asks you for directions, you say, I have no idea, but that's a lovely coat you have. That, is, that was nice, but it wasn't helpful. They're still lost. And so kindness is more than niceness. It's, it's usefulness. It offers a benefit. Letter C... It is a mildness of temper, calmness of spirit, an unruffled disposition, and a tendency to treat all people with compassion and politeness. And so there is a, there is a niceness to us, a politeness to us, but it's also a usefulness. Kindness is active. It's not just passive. It's active. We actually are beneficial to someone. It is benevolence in action that is helpful to someone that needs kindness. Now, number two, we're going to look for the source of kindness. And of course, all of the fruit of the Spirit come from God. He is the ultimate source of all of the fruit of the Spirit. And so letter A, the Lord is the source and supply of all true kindness. Now, like love, I'm, I'm fairly convinced that agape love, the unconditional love, can only happen through the power of God. A human being is not capable of agape love, true agape love, without the Spirit. And I think we can do acts of kindness and still not necessarily have the fruit of kindness in our life because true kindness comes from the Lord, from God. Let's look at 1 Peter 2, verse 2 and 3 in the Amplified Bible. Like newborn babies, you should crave, thirst for, earnestly desire the pure, unadulterated spiritual milk 
my, uh, my twins, grandchildren, this is where they're at. They're here. Yes, I'm sorry if everybody didn't know. Yes, El- Ember's Ember and, and Elliot, and it's Elliot James. Be still my heart. And Ember was born first, and, you know, I, there's, a, there's a lot of jokes I could say about that, but I don't want to get in trouble. Um, yeah, there you go. Gentlemen, let ladies go first. That's, that's a well said. She was a little heavier than, they were both a little over five pounds, five and a half pounds. But we are going to go see them tomorrow. So this is quite a week for me because we get to see our new grandchildren and say goodbye to our other grandchildren. So on early Sunday morning, they're flying out. And so we, got, we have to say goodbye. We are dreading this, but at least we're going to see two new grandchildren tomorrow. And they are babies, and all they do is eat, sleep, and go to the bathroom, right? That's all babies do. And, you know, I, I, I actually am afraid to hold brand new newborns. You know what I'm saying? I feel like they're so fragile. They're like a china doll. And so I'm going to hold them, but I, it scares me. Now, you ladies, it's natural for you, but us guys, we're clumsy and such. And, and, and newborn babies, are, they're, they kind of remind me of a slug, you know, they can't move around very fast, can't get very, they're dependent on everything, and, and so they kind of look like slugs, too, when they're first born, but, uh, but that's all they want is food. And you know what? The Lord would have us desire the word like that, the spiritual milk of the word. Grow into complete salvation, verse 3, since you have already tasted the goodness and kindness of the Lord. Remember, kindness does involve goodness. It's part of its meaning. And so God is that source. Like a, a mom is a source of pure spirit, pure milk for the baby, the Lord is our source of kindness. And we go to the Lord to, to receive his kindness, to taste and see that the Lord is good. Letter B. God showed his kindness to us through Jesus Christ. There's no greater proof of God's kindness than this season. This Christmas season when the Lord gave his son. Look at Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 and 7. And God raised up us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed to in, in his kindness to us in, Jesus, in Christ Jesus. God expressed his kindness in the coming of Christ. And the reason God gave us kindness, this is important, letter C, God's kindness leads us to repentance. Do you know, it's amazing that God was, is, we talked about patience last week, how patient God was with humanity, how patient God was with Israel. They sinned for centuries, and God kept warning them, kept warning them, kept warning them, and he even showed them kindness. He blessed their crops, he blessed their lives in an effort to get them to repent. God's, it's not God's wrath that leads us to repentance. Initially, it's God's 
kindness. Now, if we reject his kindness, as we'll share a little bit later, we will reap his wrath. So, Jesus has been so kind to us. Think of those of you who were not saved your entire life uh, since you were born, basically. But how God was good to us even before we knew him. He exercised such kindness to us. I think it's important for us, if we're ever discouraged or down, to, to remind ourselves of the kindness of God in our life, the good things he has done. He didn't have to do any of those things. I mean, just the fact that he saved us is enough. But on top of that, God does so much kindness. And in the same way, you've heard the saying, kill him with kindness. There are times where we can show kindness to people when they deserve anger. If we show kindness, that has a better chance of bringing them to repentance than does anger. Kindness is, is better at producing results than anger. And so we need to try that. And, you know, Proverbs talks about, you know, you return a harsh word with, with a soft word. A kindness will calm things down and accomplish more than anger. So Romans 2.4, do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness Tolerance and patience, not realizing that God's kindness leads you toward repentance. And so God is kind, but there is a limit. And it's inherent in this verse. There's a warning that we should not show contempt for his kindness. Letter D, because those who reject God's kindness will suffer his sternness. Look at Romans eleven twenty two. Consider therefore the kindness and sternness of God. Sternness to those who fell, but kindness to you, provided that you continue in his kindness. Otherwise you will be cut off. Wow, that's pretty blunt. And so... The kindness of the Lord keeps us from being destroyed at every sin, right? His kindness, his mercy. And so we need to not show contempt for that kindness. And we do, we show contempt for God's kindness when we ignore it. And when we continue to, to keep on sinning when he has shown us, when we've, he's shown us forgiveness. And so there is a sense that we can still, we can stay in his kindness and enjoy those benefits by continuing to walk in his will. Letter E. Because of God's kindness, he saved us from our unkindness and sin. Look at Titus chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. Again, his kindness led us to repentance. And his kindness helped us save us from 
hating one another and being hated. Again, remember the love, joy, and peace have to do with our relationship with God. Now we've got patience, kindness, and goodness have to do with our relationship with other people. God saved us from our unkindness so that we would be kind. One of the greatest evidences of a person is a believer in Jesus Christ is how they treat other people. Isn't it true? Do we show kindness or do we show harshness? We also see that the Lord leads us with kindness. Now, this is all the same Greek word or the same, same root word for kindness. Matthew 1.30, let's start at verse 29 in the Amplified Bible. You know this passage. Jesus is saying these words. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle, meek, another word we'll talk about, meekness, and humble, lowly in heart, and you will find rest, relief, and ease, and refreshment, and recreation, and blessed quiet for your souls. Now that's amplified. Verse 30, for my yoke is wholesome. Now we usually hear it, my yoke is easy, but that word is the same Greek word for kindness. And so his yoke is useful. It goes on to say useful, good, not harsh, hard, sharp, or pressing, but comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. I've, this, I did not realize this as many times as I preach this passage, then when it says that his yoke is easy, that word easy is the same root word for kindness. His use, and remember, kindness means useful, helpful. So the, the yoke that Jesus puts on us is useful. It's beneficial. It's helpful to us. And a yoke is, we are led by that yoke. And so we are led by the kindness of God. The Lord leads us with an easy yoke, a useful yoke, a kind yoke, not a heavy one, not a harsh one. And so what are some of the acts of kindness God has shown humanity or in your personal life? Can you, let's, let's have a little testimony time tonight. How has God been kind to you specifically? I know I'm putting you on the spot or, or been kind to the world. Yes. That's fantastic. Wow. And that's what the, that's an example of the Lord's kindness. He saved us. From our sin. He forgave us. He did, I mean, he didn't have to. We sinned against him, and yet he forgave us. What's another act of kindness you've received from the Lord or, or humanity has? Healing. Yes. He heals us out of his kindness. What else? That's fantastic. And isn't it amazing? He never stopped being kind. After all we've been through, and even, even our failures and our, our mistakes, God never stops 
being kind and doing kind things. What else? What, what useful, helpful, kind thing has God done in your life? Yes. He hears and answers our prayer. What kindness there is that the, the creator of the universe would take time to hear our prayers. Any other acts of kindness from God? Yes. Amen. He puts us in a family, doesn't he? A family of God. Such kindness that he, he welcomes us into his family. No matter where we've been, what we've done, or who we are, the Lord welcomes all of us and each and every one of us into his family. That is kindness. And I love what Proverbs, or the psalm says, he puts the lonely into families. Not just natural families, but spiritual families. Any other acts of kindness God has shown you? Yes. He gives us a true understanding of the word. Absolutely. He illuminates the word for our understanding so we, can, we too can live in kindness. So number three, we find out the definition of kindness is usefulness. It is a goodness. It is a, a helpfulness. It's not just being nice. That's part of it. But it's actually being useful. So we learn what kindness means. We know it comes from God, and we see how God showed us kindness. And you'll see this with all the fruit of the Spirit. We define it, then we discover where it comes from, and it's always God in unique ways. And then the third point of all of these fruit of the Spirit is now it's on us because we are to be like our Heavenly Father. And so let's, number three, the expression of kindness. Since God showed kindness to us, we are to clothe ourselves with kindness to one another. Let's look at Colossians 3.12. Now, every scripture I'm using tonight is the same Greek root word. That usefulness, the kindness, the gentleness, the goodness, it's that same root word. Every scripture has the same word. And so, Colossians 3.12-14 Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Kindness is something we are to put on like clothes. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. And so compassion, I mean kindness, God showed us and he tells us put it on like a coat. Put on kindness like a coat in how we deal with other people. Now here, letter B, this is, this is tough. We are even to extend kindness to our enemies. One of the things we've been doing on Sunday night prayer is praying through the Psalms. You know what has amazed me as we pray through the Psalms? How many enemies David had. And how often he prayed about his enemies. Not always for his enemies. <laughs> Lord, bust out their teeth, break their jaws. I mean, that's some real prayer right there. And so certainly we are to pray for our enemies. But God wants us to go even further and show kindness to those who are unkind 
to us. Wow. Look at what Jesus said, Luke 6.35. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Oh man, that hurt more than anything right there. Then your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Wow. God is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. How many know there's a limit to that? We already learned. If we show contempt for his kindness, if the wicked show contempt for his kindness, if the ungrateful show contempt for his kindness, they will suffer his wrath. But initially, and and God's first response, remember, is mercy, not judgment. Judgment is God's last response. It will happen. But God first tries to reach us with kindness. And if God is kind to the wicked and the ungrateful, I don't know anybody harder to be ungrateful to be kind to than someone that's ungrateful. Boy, that bothers me. I mean, you know, when, you know, it's Christmas time and we get gifts to our children and the thing that bothered me most when my kids were little, if they were in any way ungrateful. You know, because, I, you know, this story was told me, there are children around the world or, you know, have gone through the Great Depression and I got, I got that that warning which was a valid warning and today we need how many know we we need our kids to be grateful because my my parents there were Christmases they got nothing absolutely nothing and this generation doesn't know what suffering is like and I'm and it's worrisome because if they if there came another great depression crazy thing is going on in the world right now isn't there there are things happening that just amaze me. And it's like the scripture is coming, right? If we lost all of our creature comforts, all of our electronics, can you imagine what would happen in the world? And so God does not want us to feel guilty for his gifts, but he does want us to be grateful. And that's what we want to teach our children and our grandchildren. I'm working on it. Teaching those boys to be grateful, you know, because... That's all God asks. And so there are times there will be ungrateful people in your life and what God wants you to do is be kind to them. Wow. Be kind to our enemies. Letter C. Kindness is closely connected to forgiveness. Ephesians 4.32 in the NIV Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. I love this in the Amplified Bible. Remember, this is all the same Greek root word. All these verses have the same Greek root word. And the Amplified Bible uses all the definitions. And become useful and helpful and kind to one another tender-hearted, compassionate, understanding, loving-hearted, forgiving one another readily and freely as God in Christ forgave you. So we see that kindness is being useful, being helpful. It's not just being nice. It's being helpful. It, it's involved in actions. And there, 
the reality is a, a calm word turneth away wrath. We need to show more kindness, especially to the wicked and to the ungrateful and to even to our enemies. Because God showed us kindness when we were his enemy, when we were ungrateful for his sacrifice. So tis the season, isn't it? Let's strive to really be kind, useful, practical, helpful, nice, to, and gentle and, and good to people. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the fruit of the Spirit. And Lord, the closer we grow to you, the more fruit grows in our life. And so Lord, show us how to be kind, especially to the ungrateful. Show us how to be kind to our enemies, to the wicked even, Lord. Because Lord, we, it's your kindness that brought us to repentance. And Lord, it can be our kindness that brings people to God. Lord, that alone can be our greatest testimony that we are a kind person. Lord, take out the meanness out of our life, the grumpiness, Lord. Take out those, those emotions, those attitudes, Lord, and make us people of kindness. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you'd like more information about Bakersfield First Assembly of God, you can search us on the internet at bakersfieldfirst.com. Thank you for joining us today and have a blessed week.